This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 385. Seven Tips for Parents with Fussy Eaters, part two, by Dan Schmidt with nerdfitness.com. Hey, I'm Joss Marie, and welcome back to my show. This is the podcast where I narrate all things relationship-based, and today is no exception. I'll actually be covering part two of a post from Dan Schmidt with Nerd Fitness, so if you're new here, you may want to check out yesterday's episode first to hear part one. That's episode 384. But if you're here for part two, then let's get right into it and continue optimizing your life. Seven Tips for Parents with Fussy Eaters, part two, by Dan Schmidt with nerdfitness.com. Number five, make them your kitchen sidekick. Batman has Robin, Sonic has Tails, Radioactive Man has Fallout Boy, and most importantly, Super Parent has Wonder Kid. Getting your child to help with meal preparation, no matter how little, will lead to them being more likely to eat the food as they now have an ownership of the meal and feel proud about helping out. At the store or market, ask your child to help you select fruits, vegetables, and other healthy foods. When you get back home, encourage your child to help you put the food away, arrange the fruit, or rinse the vegetables. Be careful in what duty you assign your sidekicks, though. Once I put my daughter in charge of dispensing the soy sauce when I was making the easiest chicken ever, as a result, it turned out to be the saltiest thing I had ever tasted. And I once ate a big heaping bowl of salt. Try to get everyone to help in some way before and after the meal. If the kids are not actually cooking, then there are other jobs the little tuckers can handle, such as setting the table or getting everyone a drink. Number six, keep it fun and try a theme night. Everyone loves a themed party, so why not put a bit of festivity into a regular night? Try silly hat night, superhero night, my favorite, princess night, my daughter's favorite, or talk like a pirate night, my wife's least favorite. These are some simple, fun, and often hilarious ways of injecting some magic into family mealtime, me hearties. You don't have to go all out like it's Festivus every night, but some variation and a little excitement can make dinners a pleasure. Plus, you're making amazing memories that your children will look back on so fondly. If you do want to go that extra mile in creativity, try a color theme night to carry through everything, from place settings, the food, and even your clothes. For example, Green Night, not to be confused with its anti-meridium punk rock counterpart, is an excellent way to make those healthy vegetables seem fun and a brilliant excuse to dress up as the Green Lantern. Bringing your child's interest to the dinner table is a good way of getting ideas for themes. My four-year-old loves learning about the different cultures, so selecting a cuisine from a particular country is an easy way to bring about discussion and try new foods. But remember to keep it child-friendly. Indianite is a great idea in theory, but beef vindaloo is certainly not fit for a toddler, and we could have done without my culturally insensitive Apu impersonation. And number seven, change your scene. Nobody likes playing the same level or racing the same track all the time, particularly if it's Rainbow Road. Boy, do I hate Rainbow Road. So moving away from the dinner table is an excellent way to add some excitement and adventure into mealtime. Venturing into the great outdoors is a nice move if you have a nearby park, beach, or even backyard. I once worked with the father of two older children who would take their lunch geocaching with them. I can't wait to do this when my kids get older with Pokemon Go. Seriously, how awesome does that look? 
But if you can't get outside for whatever reason, weather, time constraints, zombies, Australian wildlife, having a picnic on a blanket in the living room is great fun too. Plus, eating picnic style means you can serve several small choices, like frittata fingers or vegetables and dips to create interest and let your little ones make their own decisions. It's not always easy, but it's worth it. I know that setting a theme, getting the kids outside, preparing a healthy meal with new foods all the time is simply not viable for everyone in today's world. My wife and I both work full-time and then some, so I'll be the first to admit that some nights after a rough day, my kids have been served baked beans straight out of a can in front of the Wiggles on the TV. But if we act when we can, we create positive memories of family mealtime and encourage good eating habits. By putting the effort in up front, you're actually making your lives easier for those hard days, laying a solid foundation and setting yourself up for success. Don't sweat it if you go through stages where it seems like absolutely nothing is working. Each child is different, and what works for one may not work for another. Your child's eating habits won't change overnight, but the small steps you take each day can help promote a lifetime of healthy eating. So go ahead and have some fun with your very next family mealtime. Try taking turns telling a story at tonight's dinner table, or put a little effort into presenting your child's breakfast tomorrow morning. In fact, why don't we just make it the Nerd Fitness Family Feast Challenge? For the next month, we want you to try a few approaches. One, set a goal on how many times you will all sit down together and stick to it. No excuses. Two, each week, all family members, that's right, mom and dad, you're not getting away that easily, must try a food that they have never eaten before. And three, each family member gets to suggest a theme night and all others must comply. I'm in, my wife is in, my kids don't know it yet, but they're in too. Are you? You just listened to part two of the post titled, Seven Tips for Parents with Fussy Eaters by Dan Schmidt with NerdFitness.com. Okay, so Tal is literally the best kitchen sidekick I could ask for. He's been obsessed with the kitchen and all things cooking since he was a little over a year and a half. I'm really hoping that this passion continues well into his adult years so he can cook us up some really yummy meals in the future. And who knows, maybe a junior chef nomination? But on that note, I couldn't agree more with Dan that it makes a difference in them wanting to eat what they've helped prepare. I can even get Tal to eat broccoli and peas this way. And hopefully this will work for you too, along with all of the other awesome tips from Dan. And if you'd like to get any other parenting posts sent to you in the future, you can simply subscribe and voila, you'll get all of them. But with that, let's wrap up the week and get out of here. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and perhaps even get to enjoy some fun autumn activities like going to a pumpkin patch or taking a hayride. Anyways, take it easy and I'll see you again next week where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.